Today on the Travel and Entertainment, guys. In the travel news, the Sacramento Airport has a new director. The FBI has found Judy's lost ruby slippers. And Hawaiian Airlines announces the longest domestic route in U.S. history. In our Smarter Traveler segment at 320, we talk hurricane travel waivers with our favorite not-so-soggy travel agent, Gwen Duncan. Should you cancel or wait for the airline or cruise ship to cancel? Gwen has some answers. Sports Leisure Vacations entertained over 600 people at the Crown Plaza Hotel yesterday at their annual tour preview day. We'll have a look at our favorite tour company's newest offerings at 335. Glamping is the newest craze, and perfect for boomers who want some of the basic comforts of home when they camp. 345, we visit with our friends at the in-town campground in Nevada City. And at 350, we put on our entertainment hats and tell you how you can be part of a Sacramento tradition, the Ellie Awards. It's a little after 3 o'clock here on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for joining us and lending an ear to the Travel Guys. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The travel and entertainment guys every Sunday, 3 o'clock. And by the way, follow along, travelguysradio.com. The hosts of the show are Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano. That be us, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Tom's in studio. Mark is out of the building today. And Mark, a a big day yesterday, tour preview day for Sports Leisure vacations where you present your new catalog of all of your great trips for this year and we will talk more about that a little later on but uh kind of unusual mark uh you you didn't make the the tour day did you yeah mark's mark company had a big day without mark uh yeah well it's uh kind of the way it goes is had a little medical issue and had to spend a night in one of the mercy hospitals uh for some observation and some medication should take care of the uh, of the problem. But anyway, I was unable to attend yesterday. But a couple of things that I, that I would like to say, Tom, is that, um, first of all, I have a staff of, of 15 people. And without their leader yesterday, um, they just picked up the baton and ran right on down to the finish line. Um, handled everything like professionals. And I wasn't there, but I've I've heard from several people who were that they did a terrific job. So I'm very grateful for that. And I'm also very grateful for the folks at Mercy San Juan Hospital. It's the, the second time that I've had the opportunity to uh, be in the care of the folks at San Juan Hospitals in the last few years. And even though my share, stay was very brief, um, I, I want to really commend them for their attitude and the quality of their care and, and just the way that they treat people. I mean, like I said, just their attitude towards the whole thing. Nobody likes to be in a hospital, so um, they were, were really wonderful people, and I, I, I really salute them. And the staff at Sports Leisure Vacations and all the people who came out yesterday to the Crown Plaza uh, to see what we have, and I'm sorry that I could not be with you there. Well, I'm just glad that you're with me today on the travel show. I was ready to 
to handle it myself. But Mark being, uh, what is it, personality type A and someone... <laughs> Someone who is 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 not only the leader of his company, but kind of the is certainly the leader of this show. Uh, I'm glad you, you you made it to the air with us today, Mark. And uh, well, thank spe- you, Thomas. Speaking of, of mercy, uh, I the mercy up in Folsom saved my life two and a half years ago when I had uh, you know uh, basically a life threatening and worse uh, pneumonia. So boy, this mercy day <laughs> on the yeah. travel guys. Anyway, well, we we got we got uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover today, and I'm really looking forward to hearing more about uh, the new trips with Sports Leisure. I have Gwen Duncan sitting directly across from me, and she's going to join us as we mentioned at the top of the show. And we're going to talk about uh, how you deal with travel when you got hurricanes and tornadoes, and 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 how that all works, and what's the best way to you know, negotiate and, and, and handle cancellations and stuff. That's all coming up. But as always, at the top of every Travel Guys radio program, bring you the travel news. And with that, uh, from home, <laughs> here's Mark. <laughs> hey, Sacramento Airport has a new director. Cynthia Nichol has been named uh, director of the airport system in Sacramento County. She's a longtime airport executive, most recently working in Portland. I hope that we will have her on the Travel Guys before too long so we can talk to her and bend her ear a little bit about our want list. And so if you, you have anything you'd like to talk to the airport director about, any, any particular flight destinations, why send me a little note and I'll throw it onto my list. The FBI has found one of Ru- Judy Garland's pair of ruby slippers. It seems that there were a total of four pairs of slippers that Judy Garland wore in The Wizard of Oz, and one of them was residing at the Judy Garland Museum in her hometown of Grand Rapids, Minnesota. Not Grand Rapids, Michigan now, but Grand Rapids, Minnesota, a little smaller Mm -hmm. town. Mm -hmm. And they were stolen there in August of 2005. Now, so the film was 1939. Right. The shoes were on display in the museum in 2005. The FBI has been looking for them ever since. They were insured for... You ready? A million bucks. Wow. You know, I, I would have thought more. I, I mean, how much does a pair of ruby slippers from the Wizard of Oz? I would think, yeah, that's probably a steal. Well, they are <laughs> they are fairly uh, nondescript-looking slippers, but nonetheless, um, a million bucks. They were stolen from the museum. A local collector, uh-huh. well, not a local collector, but a collector had loaned them to the museum. And uh, they were taken right out of the museum one night in a theft, and the FBI stayed after them. And by golly, 13 years later... They found the slippers. So there you go. You can go home to Oz, it sounds like. Well, I'll tell you, you know, uh, the the lesson to be learned is if you have something really valuable, don't loan it out. Yeah, or maybe maybe what happened was the guy who had the slippers, maybe at some point he put them on, clicked them together, and that was the end of the whole thing. Um, all right, longest route in the United States, Boston to Honolulu, Hawaiian wow. Airlines has announced that they will be flying, flying five times weekly uh, between Boston and Honolulu using their A330 aircraft at 5,095 miles. It will be the longest domestic route in U.S. history and the first ever nonstop to Hawaii from Boston. It commemorates Hawaiian Airlines' 90th year in business. Uh, the folks at Hawaiian Airlines say almost 500 a day, people a day are leaving the New England states on their way to Hawaii, and it sounds like they're looking for some of that business. Good for them. Uh, The Denver airport 
Uh, since it opened, Tom, in 1995, there have been all kinds of conspiracy theories and uh, tales about underground tunnels and secret meetings and all kinds of weird things going on at the Denver airport. So the airport decided a couple of years ago that they were just going to roll with it. So now all of their promotion about the airport has to do with the fact that they that the airport is promoting, promoting its own conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. In other words... Uh, uh, well, it's the, the Freemasons have a big horse that is their symbol, and so Denver is using a version of that horse now to uh, decorate some parts of the terminal and uh, some places leading to the terminal and stuff like that. Kind of, kind of a fun thing. They're taking something that people are, you know, having uh, I don't know a, a little row with and turning it into something kind of, kind of fun. A guy got on a plane, Thomas, at Washington Dallas Airport last week. And he had uh, two loaded handguns. You know, we've talked about this a few times. It's the 13th and 14th loaded handguns they found at AID at Dulles this year by Mm -hmm. screeners. Last year, they got 19 handguns from passengers at the airport. Have you had any idea why somebody would get on an airplane with two loaded handguns? Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's always going to be the, the pretty much the same answer. I totally forgot I had them in my carry-on. Yeah, you know, I, 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 like I think we talked about this the other day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we talked about it on the air, but I think I think people that uh, maybe uh, carry guns and, and have them a lot of the time uh, and travel with them, not necessarily on airplanes, they just they become impervious to the fact that it's a weapon that you can't carry on a plane. That's the only thing I can figure. I don't want to think that they're literally trying to sneak them on. <laughs> yeah, that's the, well, and that's kind of my thought is that considering what the penalties are, you would think that people who own guns would open the suitcase. And I mean, how do you pack a suitcase with two guns in it? And not, I, I mean, I, not know if they're there unless you carry them everywhere that you go. It seems to me like that that considering the penalties for carrying a loaded handgun and trying to put it on an airplane, that you would uh, consider the possibility of not doing that. Anyways, uh, rain has been a problem for people in the southeast for the last four or five days, enough rain to last a lifetime. But over in Europe, the opposite thing is happening. You said Gwen Duncan is there with you, and Gwen has, uh, and I have had this conversation a number of times about the river levels in Europe. And apparently uh, the river levels this summer were very low, and they got extremely lucky over there just before Labor Day weekend. They got a real deluge across uh, the continent, which has restored river levels to uh, the level that they needed to run those river boats. But that's become a real problem. People uh, taking a, a passage on a, a river cruise in Europe and getting over there and finding out that there's so little water in the river that the boat can't go city to city that people end up traveling on from city to city by motor coach and staying on another dock ship in that particular town. So I can see where people probably wouldn't be too too thrilled about that, particularly, particularly if they bought a you know, nice balcony and they wanted to sail on the river and stuff like that. But anyway, the water levels in Europe are okay for the next couple of weeks. So if you're departing soon, it looks like you will be okay. And that is your travel news for today. And we are the Travel and Entertainment Guys, and Gwen Duncan joins us. Uh, She's our resident travel agent and uh, super smart uh, travel expert. She's with us next. Talk about waivers, rebookings, and all that next on the Travel Guys. You got us, Mark Hoffman, Tom Romano, along with Gwen Duncan for this segment. Uh, We are the Travel and Entertainment Guys. Thanks for Joining us, and once again, go to TravelGuysRadio.com. Links to a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about with Gwen 
uh, will be there. Well, Gwen, uh, welcome uh, back uh, to the Travel Guys. How you been? Oh, real good, real good. Where, where, where have you been since we saw you last? Oh, no hurricane, <laughs> well, went, no well, hurricane weather. Yeah. Well, I went to Ohio and visited some relatives I hadn't seen for 50 years. Mm, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, well uh, uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, Mark, are you with me? I am. I am. Okay. Uh, you want to, you want to take it from here? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. You want I, me to I, take it from here? Well, no, let's just, let's both take it from here. Gwen, I wanted to talk to you about the, I thought one of the, the best things that you put forth uh, for this week of talking about cancellations and stuff like that. It always is. This particularly happens with cruise ships, and I could see this happening in the southeast over the last couple of weeks as people are waiting for the cruise line to make a decision on whether or not the cruise is going to go or not. And you had some, some real wisdom there because if you don't wait for the cruise line or the airline and you cancel before them and then they cancel, the situation isn't nearly as good for you as it is if you wait for them to act first. That's right. That's right. And a lot of people, they'll sit back and they'll see that there's a, or hear that there's going to be a uh, hurricane that's developing and they hadn't bought their insurance at that time. So if it wasn't a named in a named uh, storm, mm-hmm. then they get covered. But if it is a named one, then they're SOL. So they have to kind of wait and see. And if this gets if it gets canceled, then they're offered all kinds of stuff, amenities, and uh, never money back. It's always in a in a um, the form of a credit. But um, th- many of them, this particular storm. They just rerouted them. And so they, you did get a choice of either taking the reroute or taking the credit. So perhaps leaving from a different point of departure? Well, some of these, they left from, this, from the right depart. well, the same departure. But they went in different places, like Royal Caribbean was supposed to go to do the Eastern Caribbean, and they end up rerouting people to Canada and New England. Now, that's wow. a big difference. Yes. And, <laughs> yes yeah, Norwe- Norwegian Cruise Line ended up going through, and they end up staying three days on one island instead of going, you know, moving. Now, it, it help, help people understand that if you're scheduled to take a cruise, you cancel the cruise, and then several days later, the cruise line cancels the cruise. Uh, sometimes the terms that you have to play by, am I correct, are the terms that were in effect when you canceled. That's right. And so if you... If you are insured, then um, uh, you're in a lot better shape. But if you're not insured, you lose. You just so lose. If, if you're insured, you always want to wait because there's no danger. There's no risk to you in waiting. That's right. Now, some people have canceled for any reason. And that'll with a third-party carrier, then they'll right. get like 75% of the cost of their trip, which is good. I mean, it's better than But if than you nothing. cancel for a non-storm reason, the, the what, what you get back is not... As you said, cruise lines hate to give out cash, yeah. um, like airlines hate to give out cash. But sometimes they can be rather generous in their credits. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And I've seen this happen in a lot of different um, occasions. You know, this happens more times than not, whether it's a hurricane, whether it is um, uh, some a malfunction on the ship or something. They get real generous, and they'll give you credits, and then they'll give you credits towards a new cruise. They'll give you all kinds of free stuff while you're on the Ship, you know, shipboard credits. Um, they they get real generous, but it has to be their idea. Gwen, I want to ask you about something that came up on television. In fact, just uh, overnight was one of the cruise lines is now offering free alcohol on board. 
as one of their incentives. And I thought to myself, well, that's that, they're giving away uh, an awful lot of, uh, you know, alcohol is a very high margin item. But then again, it's also a very low cost item. So yeah. um, I, I've not seen that particular. Uh, well, we did, I guess we did last year have a cruise line that said free drinks. And then we later found out that it was kind of limited and stuff like that. What was it? Uh, one of the cruise lines was limiting you to only. 12 or 13 drinks a night oh, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And, 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 and <laughs> their beverage packages are quite expensive. But the problem with that is there are some people just don't drink. So that's not a big deal for them. No, you're absolutely right. That's just not a big deal for them. Now, you would ask me to mention why I would, because I am going next weekend to a cruise, and it is during hurricane season. Uh-huh. And hurricane season is uh, June 1st to November 30th. And I, I always highly recommend that people don't do a Caribbean cruise, especially in August or September. Uh, uh, those are particularly harsh months. But mine is a conference at sea. So the purpose of my going is for business. And I don't care if the ship leaves. I, don't, I may not even get off the ship, so I don't care. But I highly recommend that people think about the itineraries, you know, let me jump in here. Uh, Gwen, at the very beginning, we were talking about, and we've discussed this before, that you can buy insurance uh, for a possibility of a of a hur- hurricane uh, it, before it's been named. Now, now named. Florence, this this hurricane uh, originated uh, what off the coast of Africa, mm-hmm. uh, a long ways away, days and days away from, and and it got a name right away. Yes. So, so you know, he, now you're looking at uh, wanting to not go, wanting to be able to cancel, wanting to buy insurance. You're days out, but this silly uh, hurricane's already got a name. That's right. And so, if you had if you had purchased the insurance already, mm-hmm. then you're covered. But if you hadn't, then yeah, you got have to wait and see what's going to happen, and then you have to find out what the uh, cruise line's going to offer you, and you can decide whether. You want to take it up or not. Now, they're going to give you a time limit to use the credit. You know, so if you're planning on going this year and they decide, well, they're, you know, they're going to change the itinerary. You're not obligated to take the trip if they've changed the itinerary that much. So they'll give you a credit and they'll give you like a year to use it. And that gives you an opportunity to then to be able to go back and do the same thing that you did. But that still doesn't answer my question, Gwen. Your conference <laughs> at sea, um, so you just you just suckered into a conference at sea in the middle of September, kid. One would um, say that, yes. <laughs> we, wish the, we wish the best for you. I mean, you know, I, 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 at least you'll be tied to the dock. Um, <laughs> I know, so. I know, I know. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? But, but I highly but it, recommend people don't do it. But in general, it is something that August and September, regardless of the prices, is, you know, you, you've got a specific mission and maybe you'll get lucky and there won't be two in a row. That's um, right. We all hope so because we'd like to have you back here at oh, some point. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but those, those kinds of things did happen. Hey, Gwen, listen, before you go here at the bottom of the hour, I wanted, uh, I wanted to talk to you about something. We are seeing um, uh, the economy has been strong for quite some time. Yes. And whenever that happens, um, you tend to get into situations where labor and management start to not getting along too well because the folks who work for companies say, well, you know, you're making a lot of money. We'd like to have some of it. Uh-huh. And uh, the companies that are making the money say, well, that's a nice thing, but we'll talk to you later about that. So <laughs> um, union contracts, Gwen, have expired. 
at Marriott Hotels in Boston, Oakland, San Diego, San Francisco, San Jose, Seattle, and Hawaii. Uh, when a contract expires, workers are not under a contract. Hotel workers may choose to strike, picket, or take other actions that would input your travel. The list of hotels, now these are just Marriott hotels, but remember that Marriott hotels now owns Starwood Hotels. Yes. So they own about 40% of the hotels on the planet, so it's entirely possible that both of your hotels could fall under this. But there, I have, I'm holding a list in my hand here of all of the hotels that are at risk, in a, at risk in a labor dispute. And there are eight in Hawaii. There are seven in San Francisco, including the, uh, the Marriott Marquis, the Marriott at Fisherman's Wharf, the W uh, Hotel uh, in San Francisco, the, the Courtyard, the St. Regis, the Palace. So be careful if you are about to make hotel reservations for a Marriott hotel somewhere, particularly in Boston, Detroit, Oakland, San Francisco, San Diego, San Jose, or Seattle, you might want to have a plan B. Listen, on that list, do you see anything for uh, for um, uh, Thailand? I'm going to be in Thailand in October. No, nothing <laughs> here, Marriott. Thailand. These are all these are all domestic, uh, Gwen. But okay. we always tell you, we're just telling folks, you know, be careful about heading into hurricane yes. country. Right, right. And, you, you know, Gwen, uh, you can go to uh, TravelGuysRadio.com. Uh, we've had... Uh, the Marriott Travel Alert and the Hotels at Risk of okay. Labor Dispute Hotels is is listed there. You can go dig around and see if you can find yours. We also are going to have some websites. You posted them, didn't you? Um, yes. Okay. And those are for Cruise Mapper and Sea Scanner and Flight Aware. Those are great, great sites. Gwen, thanks so much for coming in and spending a wonderful Sunday with us and helping us out with all of your expertise. A link to Gwen Duncan and Cordially Yours Travel can be found all the time right there at TravelGuysRadio.com. Off to uh, the races right after we come back. Yeah, we're on the road again, son of a gun. Mark Hoffman, Tom Romano, we are the hosts of the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Forty years of Sports Leisure Vacations. This year, everybody's going to sail away in year number 40 with uh, with Mark and his uh, people to destinations all over the globe. Mark, uh so yesterday was a big day for the company. You uh, yep. you unveiled that brand new catalog. I saw it, uh, and it's beautiful as always. It seems you know it seems slightly bigger. I mean, not not bigger like more items, but it's slightly bigger in stature. You know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, know. I... but it's always it's always beautiful. Looks great, and uh, I understand that uh, there's a lot of new adventures this year. There are, Tom. You know, the, the challenge with being a small travel company is that you have a, a local company. I mean, even in a city the size of Sacramento is that you have people who travel with you for several years. And, and if you have the same offerings, why eventually they have to go outside of what you're offering to find something that they want. So it's very important that, uh, you know, to offer variety. There are lots and lots of places to travel. Heck, uh, you pick any one destination. I mean, pick a city like uh, San Diego, for example. There must be three dozen different ways that you could really go and spend time down in the San Diego area. So um, our job is just to find things that, that people will enjoy. Uh, we are a tour company, so when someone pays us for their travel, um, hypothetically, they're paying us because we have 
done a better job than they could have done themselves. Um, we have, have created things or found things or taken them someplace that they might not have been able to go on their own or might not have the knowledge to go or might not have had the knowledge to be able to enjoy it in the way that they wanted. So those are all things that uh, when the tour company steps up, and of course, not everybody likes to travel in a huge group of people. So it's very important, I believe, as a tour operator, that um, while our day trips down to the city and stuff run with with full loads, we when we go traveling, we take 15, 20, 25, 30 people depending on the destination, uh, when we go on a long-distance trip, because smaller groups are better for the customers. Now, this year, or should I say, I guess it would be uh, considered mostly the the 2019 uh, catalog, uh, trips mm-hmm. that will begin uh, next year. Uh, besides just, you know, reworking some of the places that you go uh, year in and year out, uh, what new destinations does Sports Leisure have? Well, um, just to just to touch on a few um, in January, there's an ice magic festival in the Canadian Rockies. In February, there's a Bryce Canyon winter winter festival. So if you've never been to some of your favorite destinations in the off season or in the winter time when it's spectacular, um, we're going to Southern California in February and March to see a show about Princess Diana, which is uh, perhaps headed for Broadway. Is playing at the Bloy Hoya Playhouse. We will make three departures to that in spring. Our baseball trips come along with spring training, and we're going to hit some of the southern ballparks uh, this year when we go out with our baseball plans. There's a trip to Niagara Falls and one to Santa Fe and one to Philadelphia and Victoria, British Columbia, uh, Cape Cod. We do every other year, so that's this year, the Oregon Coast, Michigan, uh, British Columbia, all over Canada, really and truly. And then there's... a we do a number of international departures. Um, Clayton is taking a group to the Alps, Alps of Italy and uh, uh, Switzerland um, this year. We've got a, um, a cruise, an ocean-going cruise uh, in the Baltic countries up in Scandinavia. So there are lots of international things that you can find, uh, too, with Sports Leisure Vacations. And this is a company that's been around for 39 years. And the reason that we've been here this long is because people like what we do. Tell our listeners a little bit about uh, what uh, Sports Leisure Vacations would call your door-to-door service. Well, that's something, Tom, that started, gosh, it's been 25 years ago at least now. Um, A tour operator one day in Chicago said his company had purchased a bunch of vans and they were picking people up at their homes. And the customers just thought it was amazing service. And so we came back to Sacramento and started talking to the shuttle companies here. This is before Uber and Lyft and uh, uh, had some success there. And just as we were getting ready to pick a winner, a limousine company came in the door and offered to do the service for the same price. And so that's what we have today. We pick people up in shared uh, ride limos and sedans and take them to the airport and bring them home from the airport. So uh, I don't know about you, Tom, but one of the biggest hassles when you're traveling, especially if you're taking one of those West Coast flights that leaves at 536 o'clock in the morning, is how do you get to the airport? You know, we don't have any public transit, so how do you get there? Who takes you? And then, of course, if your friend takes you, when your friend goes on a trip, you would be obligated to take them. Mm-hmm. So um, this kind of takes that out and makes people a little bit more independent. It is a part of our service that we've offered for many years. And it really is something I think that sets us out 
uh, from our competitors in that we pick people up at their homes, take them to the airport or the train station to begin their journey. And if I'm if I if I understand correctly, uh, you make sure that uh, their luggage uh, makes it to the plane. And in some cases, I don't know if it's in all, but uh, when they arrive at their destination, instead of having to lug their luggage all the way, you know, to the shuttle and to the hotel, uh, you sports leisure's uh, people make sure that it gets to their rooms. Absolutely. Well, it, it, it's it's a full service thing. So if you're traveling independently and you want to schlep all your stuff yourself, that's fine. But some of us, when we add a few years to the pile, why we decide, you know what, we'd probably like to have somebody else do some of that work. So, yes, it's very true. Unless we're in a small town, uh, occasionally we hit one with no luggage service. But in almost every instance, your bags are delivered to your door and you have a professional tour director who, who travels with you. I, I mentioned at the top of the show a staff of 15 who not only filled in for their for their leader yesterday, but do a terrific job of making people's dreams come true on the on the road and and really Tom that's what sports leisure vacations is it's a it's a dreams come true company and whether you're going with us for an evening to see a show in San Francisco and not having to deal with parking and buying tickets and all of those hassles or you're making a six-day trip to New York to see Broadway shows, or you're going down to Key West, or up on one of our adventures in search of bears in British Columbia, um, you're, you're probably looking for a first-class trip. So we, we, we don't cut corners. Uh, we charge a little more than most of our competitors because we offer a little more than most of our competitors. And I think most of the people who have traveled with us over the years would would probably agree with that. We have issued uh, 55,000 travel club cards in 40 years. So 55,000 people would populate a pretty good-sized city. <laughs> I should say so. You know, and one of the things that uh, that I've, I've learned about uh, sports leisure vacations over the years is that you have, and, and you've mentioned this many times, you have a wonderful staff, but you have uh, staff members that are, you know, somewhat specialists. And, uh, you, you've got uh, Ramona, who we call the tree hugger. And mm-hmm. she's the gal that's going to take you to Yosemite or maybe up to uh, uh, the, the northwest uh, into the outdoors. And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your, your people and, and, and their specialties. Well, we have kind of a, a unique business model at Sports Leisure as opposed to some tour companies in that we allow our tour directors to also plan their own tours. So most companies have two separate staffs. We have just found that when the person running the trip on the road is the one who put it together at home, why it eliminates a lot of complications and generally makes things go much smoother. So um, each of our people organizes their own trips. And, and we don't have specific territories per se at Sports Leisure Vacations, but there are some places you're not allowed to go. <laughs> so um, at least you have a, a tree hugger or somebody who wouldn't be uh, happy with you. But no, it's it's there's it's a big planet. So that means that there's lots of room for for everybody to find something um, really special. And I, I, I think one of the things that that they talked about yesterday at tour preview day was that special moment. We talk about it on tour. Um, you know, we call it an aha moment in the tour industry when you're going someplace and everything is just perfect. And you think to yourself as the tour director, um, I've really done my job here. People are, are people are really where they wanted to be. And um, so aha moments are what we what we strive for in the tour industry. But if you would like to have a catalog 
Um, the about 600 more distributed yesterday. Everyone who is a member of our travel club, that's about 8,000 strong active members, will receive theirs in the mail. They will go out on Tuesday and be there in a week or so. And if you'd like to have a copy, you can go to TravelGuidesRadio.com and just uh, leave us a note that you'd like the Sports Leisure catalog and your address, and we will send it to you, or it will be posted at SportsLeisure.com next Monday. Outstanding. Well, all righty then. I guess it's time for us to move onward and upward. Coming up next, uh, if you like to camp, and and Mark and we did this interview together, and he, Mark and I both agree that uh, camping looks like fun as, as, you know, as long as you keep the dirt and the bugs and the icky things away from me. Uh-huh. And we, we, found, we found a place that I think uh, is right up, uh, certainly up our alley and maybe yours too. We're going to visit with the folks of the in-town campground up in Nevada City. And then following that, we're going to talk about the Ellie Awards with Leslie right here on The Travel Guys. If you have planned to motor west, it's Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano. We are the Travel Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. You can follow along with what we talk about and links to all that we talk about is a rule at travelguysradio.com. Well, Mark, if you remember a couple of years ago, uh, we had uh, some special guests on the program who have a very, very unique way of getting uh, getting out and about and doing camping and, and enjoying the outdoors up in the Sierra Nevadas. And that was Aaron and Dan. And theme, they own in-town campground as well as something called the Outside Inn, which is there in Nevada City. Aaron and Dan, welcome to the Travel Guys. Thank you. It's good to be back. Well, it's been, like I say, almost two years since we spoke last. Uh, first of all, let's begin for those that didn't hear that interview, know nothing about it. Uh, one of you, uh, tell us a little bit about the in-town campground and what makes it unique. Well, we are a fully serviced campground in downtown Nevada City. And what's unique about us is that we offer a whole variety of types of camping. So we've got some regular traditional campsites, some glamping tents, and RV sites that are ready with full hookups for you to bring your own RV. Well, I think a lot of people know about RVing and uh, tent camping and so forth. Uh, Those that aren't familiar with it, uh, tell us what this glamping thing is all about. So glamping is uh, a fancy way of of saying a tent tent cabin. Uh, Basically, it's a way for people to come and camp out in the woods. We provide a fully set up wall tent with beds and linens and electricity. So it takes all of the challenge out of getting outside and camping away from the customer and just lets them come up with their clothes and and really enjoy it. Uh, My daughter and son-in-law visited your facility a couple of times, and there's some activities and such that go on on your campgrounds. It's a little out of the ordinary. And one is uh, something about movies. Could you explain? Yeah, we have a outdoor movie set up here at our campground, and we do kid-friendly movies every Friday and Saturday night. And in the summer season, when we have a lot more kids, we often will do them during the week as well. So we encourage our campers to come sit outside and enjoy a movie under the stars and the trees and, yeah, get to know their neighbors. I want to ask you guys uh, two quick things. One is, first, give us an idea of the range of costs. I mean, what does a what does a nice glamping tent cost? And it is, are there different prices for the seasons and the weekdays and the, and the weekends? And then the other thing is, do people glamp in the middle of the winter? <laughs> Good questions. Uh, so our rates for glamping do vary by tent and by season. We have basically three different kinds of glamping configurations. We have uh, the most common, which is a queen bed inside the tent. And then we also have a couple with four twin beds. 
and we have a family tent which has uh, bunk, twin bunk beds and a queen bed. Now the prices range anywhere from 85 in the off season all the way up to 150 for the big family tent in the high season. Um, as for winter camping, we do shut the glamping tents down after Thanksgiving and open them up again in March. Um, they all have heated mattress pads on the beds, so even if it's a little chilly outside, you'll stay nice and toasty in your bed when you're camping. Uh, we also have our common area, which is fully conditioned with heat and air conditioning in the summer uh, for people to prepare meals and hang out and things like that. We're talking with Aaron and Dan uh, Theme. They are with in-town campground up in Nevada City, uh, not that far from Sacramento. What is it that people often say about uh, the in-town campground, you guys, when they, they come and visit? And, and then maybe come back a second time. What is it about your place that they, they say makes you makes you special? You know, probably the most common feedback we get in that regard is how family-friendly and easy it is. I, I can't tell you the number of times people have actually thanked us for building it, and that's really surprising to me um, because they I think there's just a need out there for people to have a very affordable, easy way to get into the outdoors with their families. And it seems to have really hit a positive chord with a lot of people. And I think there's a lot of us out there, gang, who who would love the experience that you offer, but we're looking maybe for a toilet and a shower and a few of the modern conveniences that, that you offer. We're, we're looking for a hybrid, which is exactly what you guys have come up with. And I promise you that uh, sometime next summer, I'm going to get up there and experience it firsthand for myself. We would love to have you. And uh, people rave about our outdoor shower. So make sure you check that out when you come to visit. <laughs> That's great. Hey, now, now I have to ask this because, you know, if my son-in-law goes there, he, he must, you must have this. Do you have Internet access? <laughs> we do. We have Wi-Fi access. Uh, that is fairly wide coverage throughout camp. I mean, we do fight the topography and the trees a little bit with the signal. But, uh, yeah, you can pretty much get it anywhere on camp. Well, there you go. That's that's really roughing it. And I, I understand pets are allowed. Is that correct? And finally, uh, what is your check-in and check-out times? Our check-in and check-out time is 3 p.m. and uh, 11 a.m. And, yeah, we definitely allow pets. We have half of our glamping tents are dog-friendly, and then all of our tent and RV sites are dog-friendly. Um, so, yeah, we definitely encourage you to bring your four-legged friend. Once again, we will put a link to the In-Town Campground uh, website, which is simply intowncampground.com, and uh, uh, you guys can check it out. And uh, Aaron and Dan, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us at the Travel Guys. And, and I, my wife and I went and plan to be up there in October, so I'm going with the glamping, I want you to know, just like you, Mark. That's a good choice. <laughs> All right, you stay well, and thank you again for joining us here on the Travel Guys. All right, thank thanks you. for having us. Mark, I have to say, uh, my daughter Sarah and son-in-law Jared just got back. They went, uh, they went tent style up at the uh-huh. in town uh, uh, yesterday. I had a great time. She sent back pictures with a little fire pit, and the only, the only, the only downside that they said was when they got up this morning and they were making their breakfast. The you know what meat bees are. Uh-uh. Well, they're, you find them in campgrounds and out by the lake, and whenever you get some meat out and you start cooking, these little pesky, they're almost like a little yellow jacket kind of thing, and they come over and they'll they'll share your hamburger with you while you're literally trying to eat it. So, <laughs> it you know, Tom, here in Sacramento for the last uh, three and a half decades, we have had a very interesting uh, cultural arts award, entertainment award called the Ellie Awards. 
Yes, we have, and uh, we are very fortunate to chat with us about the 36th Annual LA Awards Ceremonies and uh, how you can get tickets and all that's going on with Leslie Adagio. Sounds like uh, possibly, uh, you know, someone from uh, my neck of the woods. Leslie, (laughs) are you there with us here on the Travel and Entertainment, guys? Yes, I'm here. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hey, Leslie. Nice to have you along. Tell us a little bit about the about the Ellies. Where are they? Who did they honor? When are they held? All of that jazz. Okay. The 36th Annual Ellie Awards, the Adult Division, held next Sunday, September 23rd, at the Center at 2300, uh, 2300 Sierra Boulevard in Sacramento. Festivities start at, uh, the doors open at 530, appetizers and cocktails at 6, the ceremony starts at 7. We are honoring excellence in community theater in the Sacramento region. How cool is that? I mean, all these folks who go out and do theater because they truly love it. I mean, they're not being, in most cases, there's no compensation or anything for it. And, uh, and, and you found a way, and this is not something that just started. You said 36th Annual Awards. How much are the tickets? What's the program? Well, the ticket prices range from 15 to $30. And... Um, We're going to have some live musical entertainment from our Ellie nominees in the overall production of a musical category. Now, I'm looking here at your page, uh, uh, Leslie, and it mentions uh, adult division. uh, Explain. Right. So that's comedy, drama, and musicals. Last weekend, we did the youth division, which was children's theater, youth theater, and education. Um, the awards have gotten so large that we had to split them into two ceremonies. We do them two weeks apart. Wow. How many folks will attend the Adult Ellie Awards? Um, it will be close to 300. Outstanding. So if folks want tickets again, we have a link at TravelGuysRadio.com so you can go there and get your tickets. How much were they again? They range from 15 for the nominees, 25 for SARTA members or groups of 10 or more, and $30 general admission. Outstanding, outstanding. Thank you so much for, for coming by and uh, uh, put a notch in the calendar, and we, we'd love to hear from you every year. Okay. Thanks, Leslie. We are the Travel Guys, and we're heading towards uh, the roundup, the end of the show. Mark, uh, any, we, fi- any final thoughts here? We are. I, I just want to, I don't want to belabor a point here, but when you own a company for the better part of four decades, a local company here in Sacramento, and all the people who work for me are local people, and and uh, yesterday I couldn't make it to our biggest event of the year and uh, for medical reasons. And my staff just, you know, if you own a business, you always hope that someday if you weren't there, that they would go on without you and perhaps even do a little better than they would with you. And I think that's what happened yesterday at the Crown Plaza Hotel. So a huge thank you to all of the staff at Sports Leisure Vacations who, and, and all the people who support us, the folks at the Crown Plaza, the folks at Coastal Breeze Limousine, all the folks who support us, and especially our customers who took the time to come out on a Saturday. And usually I have the opportunity to stand there and thank them for giving up part of their day to come and listen to what a commercial company has to offer them. Yesterday I didn't have that opportunity, so let this be it. Um, thank you for all of the support that you had given to Sports Leisure Vacations over the last four decades. And I hope that in our Come Sail Away Tour calendar, you will find something that makes your dreams come true in 2019. 
Awesome, Mark. Very, very uh, well said. I, I ran across a couple of your staff yesterday over at uh-huh. your office when I stopped by for a couple of minutes. And, uh, you know, uh, they were talking about uh, rallying together and making it all happen on your behalf uh, as you were being taken care of. And, uh, you know, you could see in their eyes a, a, a team spirit, uh, something that, uh, you know, and, and they said this. They says, well, you know, this is something that you know, Mark, Mark has, has put us in, uh, on the right path. And at that point, the rest of it gets gets pretty easy. So, and there you go. There well, you go. it's they 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 came through. So, thank you to everyone who was involved in that event yesterday. Thank you. All righty. Final thought. Final thought. Laugh like nobody dance and laugh like nobody's watching. There you go. All right, my friends. We'll see you next week. Stay well. We are the Travel Guys.